uh, a father is a beautiful thing. Uh, it is work. Uh, and, and ultimately, all that our children want of us uh, is to be present. Uh, this is a dad show, man. And whether a man, a woman, grandparent, mother, daughter, whoever's listening, they need to hear these stories. You're now listening to My father, he was a he was a custodian at the church, and you know, for a long time, I grew up in the church. I believe that every father is supposed to be a better father than his father, right? So if you just by you had talked, you know, a few months back, I had went through some issues where I ain't gonna front, man. I was just flat out weak. This COVID thing has really just sold me crazy. You're now listening. To- is when you're a father there's different lenses in how you need to communicate to be engaged with them and and ultimately what we produce as fathers uh will be a masterpiece can you see Happy New Year's. It is 2023. And what does that mean in 2023? For Fatherhood Fridays, it means we are at the 100th episode. And I'm back. Uh, Welcome back to Fatherhood Fridays, Season 6, with your host with the most, Chalmer. How are you doing out there, everyone? I know it's been a minute. Uh, Man, you, you skip one week and then you look up five weeks have gone by. Uh, between the death of my wife's uh, grandfather, Christmas break, and now recent back pain, it's just been hard to get back on the wagon. But I'm here recording live on a Friday. Why? Because we are at the 100th episode, people. I've been doing this for now two to three years. I believe I started in 2019, and we have recorded 100 episodes. And as a way to celebrate. We're just going to keep the train rolling and do another great podcast from my book as a fatherhood specialist, Nurturing Father's Journal. Um, and so you guys bear with me. Thank you for being patient. And um, I'm here, man. Um, had some back pain these last few days, uh, but I'm not out of commission. I'm just temporarily out of service, but I'm here today um, trying to get back on, trying to do the things that I love to do as a fatherhood specialist. And so uh, today, uh, as a way of keeping the train moving, we are going to talk about from the book, Overcoming Barriers to Being a Nurturing Parent. I think all of us have it in us to be a nurturing parent, but those, the, the, there are hidden things, um, unresolved issues that can prevent us from being a nurturing parent, from being a parent that cultivates, uh, that grows uh, our children into the purpose that God has desired for them. 
Um, and I'm going to start with another quote. In the book, interestingly enough, it's quoting a scripture from the Bible, and it's from Solomon 6.17. It says, for the very true beginning of wisdom is the desire of discipline, and the care of discipline is love. So what is discipline? Remember how I talked about uh, in previous episodes, discipline is, is teaching, is training, is guiding. It's leading, even though we use that word interchangeably as a way of punishment, but that's not what it is. So in order to understand wisdom, to understand the beginning of of wisdom is the desire to be disciplined, is the desire discipline equals love. And so today we're looking at what ways that is preventing us from being a nurturing father. And so a couple of things we're gonna cover is to recognize anger, alcohol, and other substances and stress as potential barriers to nurturing fathering, to analyze the dynamic dynamics of anger and dynamic tools to manage it, to understand the relationship between excessive anger, alcohol, and other substances, and to increase the awareness of the patterns and to practice stress reduction techniques. So many of you, including myself, we all have the desire to be the best parent um, out there, but there's things that get in our own way to prevent us from being the best parent. And one of those things which was a struggle for me is anger. And what is anger? Anger is a natural, normal emotion. It is not in itself a problem, but it can become a problem that could present an obstacle to being a nurturing father. What does anger, when does anger become a problem? When it is excessive, that it feels out of control. When we act from anger in a way that hurts others and ourselves. Hitting, yelling, insulting people are examples of anger hurting others. Understanding how anger works is an important first step in managing it. Anger as a powerful emotion can feel out of control. Even though it can be difficult to control how we feel, that does not mean that we are powerless. Feelings do not make us do things. If we look closely at anger, we can see something that precedes it and something that follows it. So imagine that you have a circle and in that circle is three words, thinking, feeling, acting, thinking. In fact, certain thoughts are fuel that uses to fire up anger. These more of these thoughts that we throw on the fire, the hotter the feeling of anger becomes. Uh, Let's consider the following. Our two and a half year old screeches no and throws the toys on the ground. What thoughts fuel anger here? How about he is defiant, she doesn't respect me, and he'll grow up with no discipline. And so I've said this, not just in season six, but in previous season. How we think is how we feel. 
how we feel subsequently will turn into how we act and how we act over time will become our behavior. So those four words I want us to focus on. Think, feel, act, behavior. And it happens so quickly that a lot of times we're we're going into a behavior and not slowing ourselves down enough to realize that I have this feeling and that if I don't check this feeling, I could easily act upon it. And so what that is, is self-awareness, right? Knowing when your anger is rising, not noticing when you're at a nine or a 10, but noticing when your anger is rising at a three or four and saying to yourself, okay, this can be preventing me from being a nurturing parent. So as my anger is rising and I'm feeling this, whether it's subtle anger, direct, indirect, I'm gonna use the necessary techniques uh, to calm myself down. And so what, what are your techniques? Well, we haven't got there yet. But step one is reflecting, pausing, and thinking decreases anger. This allows dealing directly with the child's behavior or your behavior by using nurturing practices, choices, and consequences. But if you feel... But if the feeling of anger is still strong, it can lead to a violent action. So here are a few suggestions. Reflect, think, pause. Allow yourself to be angry, but then also remind yourself, this is not who I am. And so, as a parent that struggled with anger, I often would do things so fast, would react so fast that the awareness of knowing that I am feeling angry, I often bypassed. And so we have to, the first thing to go from thinking to the feeling is awareness. Awareing when your body is angry. Aware when your body is stressful, stressed. Um, aware when your body is craving the need of alcohol or or some substance. If we can stop between thinking, no, between feeling and acting, we have a greater chance of of making things, we have a, a lesser chance, not a greater chance, a lesser chance of making things worse. Because the thing that's preventing us, what is anger? The root word of, and some people would suggest that anger is a secondary emotion to something else. Anger could be a secondary emotion to feeling vulnerable. Anger could be a secondary emotion to uh, fear. Anger could be a secondary emotion to 
having the desire to be in control. And so a lot of times, especially for men, we act out of anger because anger is, is one of the few emotions that most people, including men and w- women, are willing to accept. You're more easy to accept a man being angry than a man being vulnerable or a man being afraid or fearful of something. And so walking in that being of, of anger is preventing us from being nurturing. And that's why in our last episode, we talked about um, how to parent without fear and violence. And when it comes to our kids, we want to be the perfect gentleman. Um, We want to walk in grace and love and patience and kindness um, to the best of our ability, or at least the thought of the thought of that, you know, um, you know, uh, striving to that. That's the idea. And so anger can can, you know, unresolved issues fear, vulnerability, things not going your way. It can what is what leads to other things such as alcohol and other substances. So some would suggest that anger is can be the gateway emotion uh, to other things if we're not careful because if we're angry and the result uh, and the issue is not resolved, then we're more likely to take something, to feel something or to not feel something. So if you don't want to feel angry anymore, I've heard this from many clients, they'll drink a beer, get high, so that the feeling of anger can go away so that they won't feel as angry anymore. So that they won't feel as stressed anymore. And what those things do, they often compound on each other. So now you haven't dealt with the root issue of anger or the root issue of vulnerability, fear, or being in control. So now it's being compounded uh, with alcohol or getting high or some other substance that ends up, you end up abusing because you're taking it as a way to medicate um, your feeling. But if we can deal with the root issue and cut the root issue off, what lies behind it is you as a father being a nurturing parent, okay? What The second thing we want to look at is stress. Stress can be simply explained as our instinctual response to real or imagined danger. The body and emotions prepare us for a protective response, fight or flight, that is healthy and normal, then we return to rest. But modern life is full of stresses from work demands, finances, traffic jams, divorce, etc. that can lead to long-term chronic stress. This can negatively affect one's health, emotionally, well-being, and relationships. Chronic stress often reflects an imbalance in one life that requires an adjustment. The adjustment can often making a simple change changing a situation such as cutting back on work using time management or problem solving techniques or altering habits routines or etc 
Two, changing in attitudes such as expecting less, modifying goals, being less self-critical, or thinking more positively. So what? how are they de- defining stress? Stress can be simply explained as our instinctual response to a real or imagined danger. Mm. So when we look at stress, it is a response to a real or imagined danger. So what that is, is that the stress that we carry is impacting our basic needs. And what are our basic needs? Our basic needs are food, shelter, air, water. That that can seem imagined or real. And so the stress comes because our needs are not being met or cannot be met instead of finding ways to deal with the need, like they said, by modifying the goal, um, changing the situation, cutting back on work time management, we carry this stress. We carry it into our marriage. We carry it into our parenting. And we carry it in other facets of life. And we're unable to operate at an optimal level. And so this is something else that can prevent us from being a nurturing parent. And so some suggestions for managing stress is, like I said a couple of weeks ago in a previous, I think, uh, episode two or episode three from season six, meeting our own needs. Those are essential tasks that we need to do. What are meeting our own needs examples? Eating well, exercising regularly, listen to your body, play and laugh, conduct problem solving, practice relaxation exercises or meditation. Meeting our own needs is one way that we can reduce our stress um, and be able to identify when we are stressed. Because the, the, the real or imagined problem is how you feel is legitimate. But how we respond is even more important than actually how we feel. Because have you ever heard the saying, we can make a mountain out of a molehill? We often do that because the problem seems so real and we wanna be in control of it that it becomes bigger than what it's supposed to be. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that we can't control. But the one thing that we can control is stress. Um, oftentimes I deal with fathers that finances is always an issue. And so they don't have enough money uh, to put food on the table or keep a roof over the head. So then they end up, uh, as an example, selling maybe uh, tires or, or rims on their car. But then the money that they were supposed to see receive from that, they didn't receive the amount that they were requesting. So then that adds more stress 
because now you might have asked for a thousand dollars for these rims but you only got 500 but you got a bill that's twelve hundred dollars so now only having five hundred dollars worth of twelve hundred dollars you're still in the whole seven hundred dollars and so you see how even with stress dealing with finances i just i just did an example of a problem that could be real life to some you in the whole you still in the whole $700 even though you sold something just to get money that that you really didn't want to sell hoping you were going to get more and you didn't lead you with more more stress was it were you in control knowing that something that you sold for you put a price tag on it and it actually sold for less no but you still needed the money. So I guess 500 is better than not having nothing when you owe 1200. And so that problem can seem real. And so it can, it can be easy for us to our instincts to, as a way to protect, protect ourselves, fight or flight, walk away from the situation or fight our way through the situation. And what is fight or flight? Flight is to remove or walk away from. Fight is to attack. And so have we ever been so stressed out that we're on the attack mode when it comes to our relationship with our kids and our spouse or our girlfriend? Or we're in flight mode. We remove ourselves so we're disengaged. We don't wanna be around them because we have so much stress thinking about, as we go back to the first example, uh, finances, how to come up with $1,200 that we don't have, um, we, we end up disengaging ourselves and not uh, being a part of some of the family outings or watching a movie together or going to the park. We're in a room by ourselves, we're in the garage by ourselves, we're at the bar by ourselves. Uh, Wherever we are, we are by ourselves because we're thinking about the stress, but we're thinking about the situation and how it's going to be resolved. And so what that is doing, again, that is preventing us from performing at an optimal level. And just like anger, it gets compounded because stress can uh, turn into stress can also be the gateway um, to other uh, other issues, other non-nurturing issues. So stress can be the gateway to substance abuse, alcohol abuse, prescription drug abuse, because we haven't figured how to manage the day-to-day things that we are dealing with. And so it's important to know what what our bodies are telling us when we are feeling stress. It's important to, to, to know when we are in control and when we're not in control. And so there are many ways we can deal with stress, but there are not many ways to avoid stress. 
right? There's a healthy level of stress and there's a healthy level of anger. But in in contrary, there's also an unhealthy level of anger. There's also an unhealthy level of stress. And you as a father, you have to be able to notice the difference. Last thing, alcohol and other substance abuse, right? What is, what is our relationship with these things? What is the relationship with alcohol and audio uh, fatalities? Alcohol is a factor in at least 50% of all traffic deaths each year. What do children learn when they observe their father drunk or using illegal substances? They learn that it's okay to get drunk or break the law. How can excessive alcohol or use of drugs harm the family? It leads to secrecy. It teaches victimization. It creates family dysfunction, which children replicate when they become parents. It can create a serious personality disorder in children. And so, again, a wise person once told me the reason people use and abuse drugs and alcohol is because they're wanting to feel something or they're not wanting to feel something. So they're not wanting to feel stress or anger anymore or they're wanting to feel peace. So they try to find peace and comfort. They try to find joy and happiness. They try to find all of these things that are in drugs and alcohol. And before you know it, you are an abuser. But again, drugs and alcohol Everybody has their own entry point into it. But when we're talking about parenting, we're saying that your barriers that get in the way, and we only talked about two, anger and stress, can compound if we don't deal with them in the correct way to drugs and alcohol because we haven't dealt with the root issue of stress and anger. And so I want y'all to chew on that as today is the 100th episode and I finished this episode in 25 minutes and reach out to me. Let me know. Support me. Fatherhood Fridays, anchorfm.com. Um, you can support uh, many ways. Um, follow, subscribe and hold me accountable so that next Friday I can come back with Fatherhood Friday, episode 101. <laughs> Not the Dalmatian but the episode. Until then, you guys take care. Pray for me and my health and my back. Um, I should be back to normal in no time here as I'm (laughs) doing self-care so that I don't have the stress uh, of, of worrying about my health or worrying about, you know, how it might impact, you know, my family or, or my kids or my brothers or mom etc, etc. And I'm going to meet you here next Friday on the next episode of Fatherhood Fridays.